The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, abandoned at birth when devastating defects caused her to be born without legs, Jen Bricker defied all odds and became a champion gymnast and performer. People asked me a lot when I was younger if I could have legs, would I? And I really thought about it. As a kid, I actually sat there and thought to give a legitimate answer. And there's no way I could say yes to that because the reason, you know, God, God clearly created me physically for this purpose. Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have you. And we have got really and truly the demonstration of the God of the impossible. Because our guest, Jen Bricker, was born without legs. Uh, you know, we had a guest, uh, Nick Vucic, here that uh, said, uh, you know, with nothing as impossible, with, uh, he had no limbs and the miracle, and they're very good friends. He's endorsed this incredible book. But I just want to show you something before I actually, would you go ahead and welcome Jen? I want you to, I want you to welcome this beautiful woman. But I, I got I to gotta show you because the, her book is titled, Everything is Possible. I want you just to watch this. Just, just take a look. Watch. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> well, Jim, we are absolutely thrilled to have you. I, I got the opportunity of uh, being introduced to you and then seeing the impossible with what you did, and you actually won a state championship in uh, what, how did you refer to it? It was gymnastics. In power tumbling. Power tumbling. Yes, and yes. you were like junior high school and you won a state championship. Yep, yep. Did state championship, nationals, and then junior Olympics within power tumbling. So, <laughs> such a blessing. <laughs> yes. All right. I, I want you to tell our viewers all over the world and here in, in our studio audience because they're so excited to meet you. How life began, I think Romanian parents, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And tell us what happened and, and your journey because it's amazing. Yeah, so, you know, God has just shown himself throughout my entire life. And I was born without legs, left in the hospital, put up for adoption, and I was given no name. I spent the first three months of my life in a foster home with really amazing foster parents. And my parents were the least likely couple in southern Illinois, cornfields and cows. And they heard about me. My mom had a hysterectomy after my three brothers couldn't have kids anymore and wanted a baby girl. She prayed for 10 years for a baby girl. Heard about, there's a baby girl, needs adoption, born without legs. She must be mine. That must be who I want. Wow. So uh, they got me at three months old at record time and everything was against them. My mom was 40, my dad was 42. They had never adopted, never fostered, and yet they got me at three months old and the social worker said, I've never seen 
an adoption go through that quickly? And it was just God the whole time. And the first set of doctors said, I'll never be able to set up on my own. I'll be confined to this device called a bucket that's going to hold me upright the rest of my life. And my dad said, I don't think so. That's not her future. That's not we want, what we want for her. And they got a second opinion, Shriners Hospital. And the doctor looked at my dad and said, Mr. Bricker, she's going to do things that are beyond your wildest imagination. Can you tell us how in the world you would go from the challenges that you had without legs? I mean, that's, that's a pretty serious, uh, uh, let's say, challenge. When you suddenly <laughs> realized that you could do difficult things that people would have considered impossible, when did this start happening in your life that you knew? And what inside of you caused you to say, I'm going for it? What was going on in your mind? Yeah, I came out an athlete. That's what I always say. So <laughs> all the volleyball, basketball, softball, and power tumbling were all against able-bodied athletes as well. I didn't understand the fact that I was disabled. And so I never was, never acted like it, never was treated that way. And so I just did the sports with everyone else. And I was good at the sports. You know, I was good at and all these sports. And gymnastics was my favorite. And I watched it on TV. And I saw Dominique Mochianu. And I knew she was Romanian. And I was Romanian. And I just thought, man, this is so cool. And my parents never put a limit on my dreams. There was no ceiling to what I could become. I could do anything I wanted. I, I was their answered prayer. I was their miracle. So I was not sad about not having so legs. So they challenged you to, they, do, to do whatever you wanted to do. They gave me the freedom to be who I was meant to be, the, who I was created to be. They didn't tell me who to be. They allowed mm. me to be who God made me to be. And so if I came to them, I said, I want to go roller skating. And I did. And I want to win the limbo. And I did. So I put the skates on my hands, and I won that limbo every single time. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you then? How did um, that happen? I Gosh. was probably in junior high, very young. Yeah. And that was my goal, you know, as a kid, to win the limbo. And my parents said, all right, well, we'll just put the skates on your hands then. And that was just how they did everything. It was just, we might have to do it a little different, tweak a little thing or two, but you're going to do whatever you want to do. And that's just how it is. It was so God, you know, putting me in the right place, being in the right community, in the right family, with the right teachers and coaches and peers so that I could be who I am today and handle, you know, my destiny and what he has for me. And it's just like, how have you seen God's hand in your life? And when have I not? Well, you know, your book is absolutely captivating. I mean, uh, with God, all things are possible. Everything is possible. And she certainly knows that's a reference to the God of the impossible who makes these miracles take place. But, you know, I found myself really captivated by your desire. We have an adopted son, and one of our three children is adopted. And at a point in his life, I think probably he was pretty close to 20, late teens mm -hmm. at least, he wanted to see if he could find his... He was his, married. His so. birth, he had already gotten mm -hmm. married. Okay, he wanted to find his birth parent. Mm -hmm. And it was quite a process. But it became very, very interesting, and it was remarkable. You wanted to find out something about... You heard that you had a, a sister or sisters, right? You heard something or what, what no, made you, you decide know, that you wanted to find out something about the family? This is totally God, too. We were, I knew I was adopted my entire life. I knew my biological family was from Romania. So there was no secrets mm -hmm. about anything. And one day, and I, my whole life, I just really didn't have a concern to know who my biological family was. I just didn't. Right before I turned 16, my best friend, she was also adopted. And she found out what her biological last name was. And I thought... Man, that's kind of cool. And something just 
it was, God just put this thought into my brain, hey, I wonder if there's anything mom and dad know about my biological family. Now time out for a minute. The fact that I even thought that, mm -hmm. given the fact there was no secrets, why on earth would I think any, for a second, my parents would know anything about my biological family? That's God right there. Went home and asked, and my mom was like, well, yep, I actually do know something. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? How, how do you know something about my biological family? What do you mean? And then she says, well, we should probably wait until your dad gets home. And I'm like, have you met your daughter? Wait, are you? No, we are not waiting. Like, what? you're dropping this bomb on me. And then you're gonna tell me to wait? Nope. And so <laughs> she's like, you're never gonna believe this. She goes and gets this big manila envelope full of just these papers sticking out that you can tell they're old because they've turned yellowish brown on the ends. And she lays it on the table and she's like, your biological last name is Mochianu. There's not a lot of Mochianus going around there, right? <laughs> I knew exactly what she meant by that. So this person that I watched on TV that I looked up to was my biological sister. Wow. The one that was the gymnast. The one that was the gymnast. And won an Olympic, Olympic gold medalist, yep. Won a gold medal Keep in the Olympics was her sister. <laughs> so she, she is admiring this incredible gifted champion that wins the Olympic gold medal. And the one that she looked up to and was inspiring so much of what you did. Mm -hmm. You believe for the impossible because you're watching these things happen and there's watching no limit. On TV, yes. And the, the beautiful thing is that's that's her sister. So when you all met, what did she think about what her sister was doing? I think she our first phone conversation, when I wrote her a letter and reached out to I have a younger sister, Christina, as well. And so I thought, okay, they're already finding out that they have a sister they didn't know about. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave the fact that I don't have legs. Uh, I'll give it to him in two doses. I'll just make it easy on him, you know? So the first conversation, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, I haven't told her I don't have legs yet. Probably should. Eh, I'll just slip it in there real quick. By the way, no did you deal. tell her that you had won the state championship? Well, I did, right? Yeah, okay. So I had just told her yeah. all of the physical activities and all the sports that I did. And then I'm like, you know, I'm sure you know this. I know she didn't know. <laughs> but, you know, I don't have legs. But it's no big deal. <laughs> and she just was silent for a minute on the other end of the phone. And I was kind of laughing slash feeling a little bad. And she, oh, well, I... I didn't know that. And um, and she was really trying to be totally PC and beautiful about it. And um, I think she was just really surprised, obviously, and was like, man, how did you do all these things? Well, you don't have legs. Well, I don't understand. And that's why I was like, oh, girl, it's no big deal. It's all good. I can do all these sports. My parents are awesome. It's totally fine. <laughs> but, you know, really, it is in our DNA. And that's really what's fascinating. We were raised polar opposites. She was raised in very much old school Eastern European Romanian household. And I was raised in middle America, doors open policy, you know, with three older brothers. And so the incredible part is that we, our similarities of all three of us is DNA. It can only be DNA because we were raised so differently. And our differences primarily come in the way we were raised. So it's just, it's a really a fascinating nature versus nurture. Did, did they know about you at all? No, no, no. No, my biological parents kept it a secret. And for, well, at that point, yeah, 20 years. I was 20 when we finally all mm. reunited. So great. Yeah. Is, there, is she pleased with what she sees you doing? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, it's, 
that strong DNA, you know, our strong <laughs> genes that we sound alike and look alike and then we all do the same thing. <laughs> well, now, right now, you're performing in a different way. Tell, tell our viewers yes. what you're doing now. So the same year in 2008 when I met my sisters, uh, my performing career started as well as an acrobat and an aerialist. So I was performing all over the world. I toured with Britney Spears, featured act on a trampoline with my old partner Nate, and then also doing aerial fabric, the silk fabric that hangs in the mm -hmm, air like Cirque mm -hmm. du Soleil. So that's what I've been doing for Geez, almost nine years. So try, it's taken me to over 14 countries and speaking. God wanted me to be a speaker. And I said, you know what? That's my retirement plan. I don't know what you're talking about. When I have gray hair, I will speak and write a book. When I get done performing, that's what I'll do. And God's like, oh, you're speaking. I'm like, you know, I'm good. I'm good right now. I'm just performing, doing my thing. And he, I was resistant for a while. And then he floods me with all these speaking opportunities. And I'm like, all right, I give up, fine, I'll speak. <laughs> and, but what's amazing is that it, my, my resistance turned into such an enriching part of my life. Being a speaker, I understand why he wants me to also, in addition to performing, speak. It's so powerful and for me, people to hear my voice and just to see you know, God's light shining through is my prayer that people see him, even if I don't get to say his name, people will see him when I speak and do anything. And that, that has been amazing. No matter what country I'm in, whether it's communist China or a Muslim country, or it doesn't matter, a Buddhist country, he, he, he always has my back. Do you believe that we mm -hmm. see Jesus yes. in her, just in her countenance and her presence? If, if, if you could change anything, you know, sometimes when you have challenges, you'll be asked, is there anything you'd like to change about your life? Would there be anything you'd want to change? Honestly, people asked me a lot when I was younger, if I could have legs, would I? And I really thought about it. Like as a kid, I actually sat there and thought to give a legitimate answer. And there's no way I could say yes to that because the reason, you know, God, God clearly created me physically for this purpose and my life. He, he created this life and this person for such a reason and such a purpose. God is purposeful for everybody. Absolutely. He is a purposeful God. And I know that I could never have the platform to touch millions of people if I were not born without legs. And so, no, there's no way I would change my childhood or being adopted or that's the story that's meant to be shared. That's why I do this. That's why I'm here. That's why I have the book. That's why I speak. And that's why I perform. If you, we know you're telling the story in the book, mm -hmm. but if somebody wanted you to come and speak in their area, their, their church or some special event, mm -hmm. how would they find your website? Yeah, you can go to my website, www.jenbricker.com. And you can, there's a contact form, very easy. So I love, I love it. I'm very enriched, like I said, by speaking and also doing my aerial performing. It's such a gift and I get to see the world and meet so many beautiful people doing that. Do you uh, have a, a, a hope and a prayer for how God will take your story and the reality of everything in Christ through God is possible? Do you have a, a prayer that you're praying when somebody reads a book, something will take place in their life? What, how would you see that? Absolutely. I, I pray that there's a heartbeat, that that book is alive when you touch it, and that everyone realizes that every single person in here has a gift and a talent and an ability that's for you and only for you, that God gave specifically for you. It's what you're passionate about, what you love, and it is equal in significance. It matters equally, and you, you can touch and change somebody's life. That's not something that I just believe. It's something I know and I see all over the world. 
So you are significant, you do matter, and what you bring to the table is just as equal as what I bring and what they bring to the table, and it can change a life. Don't you love her stories? Thank you so much, Jim. Powerful. Um, the book is in the, is in the bookstores, and, or you can go online and get it. And uh, there's perhaps someone that uh, just needs to see the beauty of the Lord, like you can see it in, in Jen and the impossible and what God does and the joy that's flowing from her. Uh, I would highly suggest you get it. As a matter of fact, you know, we are a Jen drilling water wells. We will, by the grace of God, with your help, drill the number 5,000 water well this year. That's Amazing. what our viewers have done. And we will gladly send, uh, I'm sending the book that I've written. It's uh, called The Stream, which is just a, a shepherd's heart uh, to the people all over this uh, nation and around the world who really want to find the, the shelter, the shadow, uh, the still water, the green pastures, so to speak, that the Lord provides. And I've pointed the, the way to that very clearly. And uh, with this book, I think these are two things that could be a tremendous blessing to you. Jen now had the impossible. And above all, it's not just the awards or the incredible feats that she's able to do that couldn't be done, so to speak, but it's her witness. Mm -hmm. It's what she says from her heart and with her life that points people to the fullness of life, and that's in Christ. You can be that witness. Father, I pray everyone watching right now will realize that they're unique and they're special and they are here on a mission. Mm -hmm. And I pray they'll get excited about it. If it's an intercessory prayer ministry, if it's supporting outreaches, if it's touching somebody else that feels no one noticed, whatever it is, I just pray, dear God, that you would show them how special not only they are, but how special you can be through them in Jesus' name. Amen. Always remember that phone number's there. If you say, I just need someone to pray with me. I, I need to be able to talk to someone. And that number's paid for by love, so don't hesitate to call. We're also going to give you an opportunity today to reach out and touch someone literally with the love of God. Let me tell you what you're about to do. In just a moment, you're about to determine the future for someone's life and their destiny. Now, I'm not kidding with you. In the next few moments, you're going to determine a destiny of children and you can make all the difference one could imagine, the difference in life and death. So I want you to watch very closely because I think you're going to want to be a part of sharing God's heart in a very specific way. Like any mother, Beatrice longs to see her children happy and healthy. And in pursuing her desires for their well-being, Beatrice simply wants to provide them with the basics of life. But in Beatrice's case, her hopes for her children ever having any kind of a future have been shattered because of their water source. This is never how Beatrice intended life to be losing a child because her water supply is contaminated, and then knowing that she has no other choice but to give the same water to her other children. What makes Beatrice's situation even more tragic 
is knowing that a clean water well could make the difference between life and death, not only for her children, but for all of the children in her village. Oh, Betty, we've been there when we watched the children so sick because of contaminated water, and then we've, we've been up where the children greet us because they know we're the ones that provided the well that gave them a whole new life and they're rejoicing, and then we've seen the well come in where those people are so happy. When you... When you look at that, what goes on in, in your heart when you think about what it means to just have fresh water or to be without it? I have to look at it from a mother's heart. And I can really sense and feel the hurt in that mother. She's lost one child and she's afraid she's going to lose another one. The, there's a nurturing in a mother that naturally wants to take care of her children. She wants the best for them. She knows what the problem is and she knows what the answer is but she can't provide that answer. So she's asking for help. She wants someone to come and, and give life to her children through the water wells. And we can be a big part of that. When we see something that we know we can do something about it, that's the heart of a mother. So I appeal to every mother that's watching, can you reach out in your heart and help us get drill the water wells for these children? Please help us, anyone that's watching, please. Ask God how much you can help in this situation. You know, Betty, I can't watch you even reference what it feels like to lose a child, knowing that as a mother you did. We lost a, a daughter. We've just watched the beautiful engagement and wedding of the oldest son of this daughter that is in heaven, Robin. And uh, the, one of the last things she got to do was watch her son graduate, the one that's just married. And I, I spoke at the graduation, the next two children they gave the rose to you because the mother wasn't there. And I, I'm thinking about that and I couldn't, I couldn't help but think that when we tell you how much we wish our Robin was actually at the weddings and that will ultimately come with the other children. And that if we had said to you, any one of you watching, any, any one of you sitting here in the studio, if we'd said we're, we're losing our daughter, could you bring her the help that would give her the rest of her life to see her family grow up. I believe you would have run. I really do believe that. I believe any one of you would have gotten up and said, here it is. Here it is, James and Betty. And I believe you'd have wanted to do it. I believe you'd have, you'd have rushed at the opportunity. Well, listen to me, that, that didn't happen. There wasn't the cure and the miracle for the healing of the cancer didn't come. But here's the deal. We got a perfect cure. It's what Jesus called just a cup of water in my name. But we can actually give a well of water. And, and I'm asking you to do that for that mother, but that, that mother was appealing for all the other mothers. She was appealing for all the children that she knew what they faced. And so here's what I want to ask you. I want your heart to leap. That I'm going to give a cup of water, a well of water. I'm going to do it today. I can drill a well. The average cost is $4,800. I believe you can do that. There's somebody say, I'm going to do it. Praise God, I can touch that whole village, save those kids' lives and give them a future. Some of you could say, I'll give 1200 or 2400 and pray some others will join me. Most of the support, now don't you miss this, most of the support for these wells comes with people who will give $48 that gives an average of 10 people water. 
So at whatever level you can help do so. And then Betty, we've got a real need. We've got to replace a drilling rig. And when the missionaries tell us that they the, can't even be refurbished now, it's done, it's gone. $380,000 to get a new one. And I'm saying, God, just raise up 380 people that'll give $1,000, one at a time. I don't know at what level you can participate, but I believe you're going to want to rush right now and say, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be an answer to that woman's prayer for her children and other children. I'm going to be the miracle they long for. I'm going to make it happen. Would you do it? We have some special gifts for you, but you're giving the greatest gift. You're giving life. And you're doing it because of the love of God that's in your heart for others. Thank you for doing it. Go online, lifetoday.org. Take your bank card, use it like a check, or dial that number. Use that bank card like a check. Make the gift God puts on your heart. Or you write a check, make it to life. Thank you for doing it. Every day, children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven demonstrations of God's love today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. And $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. Additionally, just over $378,000 is needed to replace an old and failing drilling rig in Africa. Please consider an additional gift of $100 or more to get a desperately needed new rig in place as soon as possible. With your gift, we'll send you The Stream, a powerful new book by James Robison that charts a clear path for your personal revival and a spiritual revolution. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Promises of God coffee mugs. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, you know, I just feel like God is answering prayer. If you were to call the number, get a busy, just be persistent sound, maybe people are calling for prayer. But I'm going to call to get through to be a miracle in somebody's life. I'm going to help provide that water. The book, The Stream, this is streams of living water to help literally change everything in our future together as the believers who love God and know He is our hope. If you'd like to have this miraculous story of Jen Brooker, born without legs, but also she didn't have any limits either because there's nothing impossible with God. Everything's possible. We're glad to send it to you. You can get it online or in the bookstores, but if you help us give a cup of water, we'll send it to you to say thanks. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Jen for a tremendous question. Jen, you're a tremendous inspiration. There's her website again there on the screen. You see her website if you want her to come and be in your area. Thank all of you for being here. God bless you. Bless you for watching.
We all long to be chosen, to be protected, to be happy. Tomorrow, Sheila Walsh explores the longing in all of us. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.